from me father emil and if you've just joined us in your car at home wherever it is a very warm welcome to you on radio veritas and welcome to as the sun sets it's a wednesday evening always lovely to be with you and let's place ourselves in the presence of the lord and begin by asking him to be with us oh god come to our aid oh lord make haste to help us glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia.
We are waiting in hope for the blessings of the glorious coming of our Saviour. Psalm 61, Peace in God. In God alone is my soul at rest. My help comes from Him. He alone is my rock, my stronghold, my fortress. I stand firm. How long will you all attack one man to break him down, as though he were a tottering wall or a tumbling fence? Their plan is only to destroy. They take pleasure in lies. With their mouth they utter blessing, but in their heart they curse. In God alone be at rest, my soul, for my hope comes from Him. He alone is my rock, my stronghold, my fortress, I stand firm. In God is my safety and glory, the rock of my strength. Take refuge in God, all you people, trust Him at all times. Pour out your hearts before Him, for God is our refuge. Common folk are only a breath, great men an illusion. Placed in the scales, they rise, they weigh less than a breath. Do not put your trust in oppression, nor vain hopes on plunder. Do not set your hearts on riches, even when they increase. For God has said only one thing, only two do I know, that to God alone belongs power, and to you, Lord, love, and that you repay each man according to his deeds. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We are waiting in hope for the blessings of the glorious coming of our Saviour. Let God bless us and let His face shed its light upon us. Psalm 66 All the peoples will give praise to the Lord. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. You, with fairness you rule the peoples, and you guide the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God, our God, has blessed us. And may God still give us his blessing till the ends of the earth revere him. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Let God bless us and let his face 
shed its light upon us. All things were created in him, and he holds all things in being. Let us give thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. All things were created in him, and he holds all things in being. Gospel reading today is a continuation of the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 to 19. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not imagine that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to complete them. I tell you solemnly, till heaven and earth disappear, not one dot, not one little stroke shall disappear from the law until its purpose is achieved. And therefore, the man who infringes even one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be considered the least in the kingdom of heaven. But the man who keeps them and teaches them will be considered great in the kingdom of heaven. Well, we continue once again reflecting on the Sermon on the Mount. And today, um, Matthew is taking from that sermon um, words uh, of Jesus, his relationship with the people at his time, to help the people in his time, the end of the first century. So Matthew is telling his people, and notice that in the time of Sir Matthew, there were many little groups around the place. There were the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the Essenes, and you name them, lots of little groups. And they all 
were faithful Jews, but they all held certain beliefs. But then you also had the Christians, the new found Christians, the people of the way, as they would have been called in those days. They were Jews. They were observing the law of Moses. And some of them were very faithful to observing the law of Moses. But there were the other people of the, the people of the way, the Christians, the followers of Jesus, who felt that, well, you know, the Old Testament is past now. We just have to follow Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life, he said. And so they disregarded the law of Moses. There are other people who said, oh, well, even Jesus is anathema now, you know. It's, it's now the time of the Spirit. We have to live in the freedom of the Spirit. So you had all these different groups of people at the time of Matthew. And remember, the Gospel writers were not writing biographies of Jesus they were giving catechism lessons. They were teaching people about the, the, the message and the heart of what Jesus spoke about. And what they were trying to do, whether it was Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, but Matthew today, he's trying to encourage the people of his day because they had all these different opinions, these different persuasions. Some were faithful to the old covenant, the, 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 the law of Moses. Others were faithful to Jesus. Others were faithful to the Spirit and not to Jesus and so on. So Matthew is being confronted by this reality in his time. And so he's trying to take from the life of Jesus the incident of the Sermon on the Mount to give encouragement to his people. So, what do we find him doing? He's saying to them, listen to what Jesus has to say. Jesus said, I have come here not to abolish the Old Testament. Isn't that interesting? He's not, Jesus is not coming here to abolish the Old Testament. And Jesus drives over the point even more. And he says, not one stroke, not one dot will be abolished from the law until its purpose is achieved. So, in other words, Jesus is saying, we must observe the Old Testament and the laws of the Old Testament. It's not that these things are anathema. It's not that the, the Old Testament is something of the past we don't have to worry about anymore. My goodness, when you look at the, the life of the church and the, the readings, the liturgical readings and so on, we take a huge chunk of our readings from the Old Testament. In fact, we cover the whole of the Old Testament in the readings of the church. So Jesus is saying the Old Testament is necessary. It's good. And it says, I am not abolishing the Old Testament. And some people thought that Jesus was doing that because he paid lip service to some of the old laws and so on. But he says, I'm not doing that. I'm not paying lip service to the laws. I want to fulfill the Old Testament and the law of Moses. And he does that in bringing into being the Sermon on the Mount the, um, the preaching that he, he is involving himself in now. And he's saying the Old Testament is fine. I'm now bringing that to completion. And so he gives us the commandment of love. He speaks about compassion. He reaches out to the marginalized and the simple and the poor and the lonely and the desperate. He reaches out to the people who are dead in some way and he raises them to life and he brings them into the community. The new community of God's people is so important and it's in that community that we've got to see that the Old Testament is fulfilled and completed and that the way we live in the new community is according to the values and the standards of the gospel so that when we live according to those values and standards we are actually bringing about bringing into being the new family of God the kingdom of God so 
He's saying, yes, we must live in the Spirit. You must follow my law, and you've also got to live according to the law of the Old Testament. It all comes together in the new family of God. And now the wonderful thing is that Matthew is writing to those converted Jews at the end of the, of, of the first century, in about a year 80 or so. He's writing to them to give them encouragement and to say to them, we must observe the law. Don't disregard the old law. Jesus is not anathema. He's relevant today. And we've got to show that he's relevant by the way we live with one another. He sent us the Holy Spirit. Yes, we've got to live with that Holy Spirit, but never to overlook and think that we've now bypassed Jesus. So Matthew is really taking out of the Sermon on the Mount, out of the life of Jesus, something to give encouragement to his people in his time. And so I suppose what we can do is also look at our own lives and say, well, what do we feel? Do we give lip service to the Old Testament? Or what do we do? I think let's ask the Lord to give us the grace to open our hearts to his message, the full message of the Old Testament, and to know that this is brought to completion and to fulfillment in Jesus. And as we live according to the values and the standards of the gospel, as we live according to the teaching of the Sermon on the Mount. Guard us, Lord, as the apple of your eye. Hide us in the shadow of your wings. Guard us, Lord, as the apple of your eye. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Guard us, Lord, as the apple of your eye. Show the power of your arm, Lord. Put down the proud, and exalt the lowly. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has looked with favour on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he sent, he made with our fathers to Abraham and his children forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Show the power of your arm, Lord. Put down the proud, and exalt the lowly. And now we pray the evening prayer. At the end of the day, we give thanks to, the God, to God the Father, who reconciled the whole universe to himself in Christ. Glory to you, Lord God.
We thank you for the beauty of creation. May the work of people not disfigure it, but enhance it to your greater glory. We thank you, Father, for all the good things we enjoy. Teach us to be grateful and to use them well. Teach us to seek the things that please you, and then we shall find you in all that we do. And, Lord, as we journey towards the promised land, feed us with bread from heaven, quench our thirst with living water. To you, a thousand years are like a single day. Take up those who have died with hope in you and waken them into eternity. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord God, whose name is holy, and whose mercy is proclaimed in every generation, receive your people's prayer, and let them sing your greatness with never-ending praise. We make our prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit as God forever and ever. Amen. And now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always.
Oh God, and indeed, that's what we pray will happen in our lives. That yes, our hearts will be changed as we take on board the message of Jesus, convert our lives, and be more faithful to following Him in our lives. Well, that brings us to the end of our evening prayer. Just a quick reminder: don't forget about our competition, um, the competition for um, a trip to Rome and uh, Assisi. It's a pilgrimage, really. In September, we're going there for the canonization of Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Um, we're having a competition. The prize is for two people to go free of charge on this pilgrimage, a prize worth 80,000 rand. All right. And all you, we're asking you to do is to take a ticket which will cost you a mere 300 rand. So for 300 rand, you could win a trip to Rome and Assisi in September with me uh, to the canonization of Mother Teresa of Calcutta. And to enter is so easy, it's really so easy. I don't know why we're not getting hundreds of people entering. There are only 2,000 tickets available, and all you need to do is take up your cell phone, tap in this number, 41809, write it down or tap it into your phone now, 41809. Then in the message part, type in the word Rome, because our computers are very clever. They will put that particular SMS into a particular campaign. So it's very easy for us to see um, who's entering the competition. So 41809, in the message part, type in the word Rome and your name, so we know who you are. And then, then you send that. That'll cost you one rand fifty. That is not yet an entry into the competition. But somebody will get back to you, Lydia or Brenda, and they will give you all the banking details. And then you put your 300 rand or however many tickets you're taking, you put your money into the bank account. And once the money is in the bank account, you're in the competition. So it's as easy as that. Please tell your friends about it because we really need to sell the 2,000 uh, tickets. It's so important because it is one of our main fundraisers at Radio Veritas. But it's a wonderful prize. 80,000 rand, a trip for two, all expenses paid to Rome and Assisi. What an incredible prize. So come on, enter the competition and do it now. 41809, type in the word Rome plus your name and send that, and somebody will get back to you with all the banking details. Please tell your friends about it. It's so, so easy to do. From me, Father Emil, that's all for this evening. Keep well, have a wonderful evening, and I'll be back with you again tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock. Good night, and God bless.